0: Welcome to the Minister's Mantle Teaching Library of Pastor Jay Everly. This message is designed to impart a spirit of faith into your spirit and prepare you to flow skillfully with the ministry mantle God has for you in these end times. Here's Pastor Jay. A mantle is a type of the anointing. Hallelujah. Now, notice here in 2 Kings, I had you turn there. Look at what it says in the 2nd chapter. And uh, verse number, well, let's see. You can just write down verses 1 through 15. We'll not uh, uh, take the time to read it all. But you remember Elijah kept telling Elisha, because remember now we already read 1 Kings. <coughs> Elisha is ministering under Elijah. And uh, he's, he's with him all the time. And then it's it's at the end of Elijah's life and ministry and he's getting ready to go to heaven. And he keeps telling Elisha, you stay here, I'm going over here, Gilgal, Bethel, you know, Jericho, Jordan, all these places. And uh, he said, no, and Elisha kept saying, no, as the Lord thy God liveth, I'm not leaving you. Amen. Amen. Because that mantle had been thrown on him as a type of... Because uh, remember, uh, we didn't read it, but a few verses before, Elijah went and threw that mantle on Elisha. God had said to him, I want you to go anoint Elisha to be prophet in thy room.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. This was this was the call of God yes. to Elisha to stand in an office of ministry. Right. Yes. And in thy room means in the office you're in, which was the office of the prophet. And so he told him, "I want you to anoint Elisha as uh, to in, in thy room." And so he went by and threw his mantle on him, right. Amen. and then just kept on walking. Right. And Elijah—I uh, mean Elisha—excuse me. Why couldn't one be called Bob and one George? It'd be easier, you know. <laughs> But Elisha knew what that meant. Yes, sir. Amen. He knew what that meant. That's right. He knew that meant the anointing is going to come on him to be, to stand in the office of the prophet. That's why he did, that's why he made such a drastic decision and basically quit and farming that day and went and followed a preacher. Amen. Because God called him and he's going to obey that and he's going to do what it takes to get that anointing on him. Now, if you, want an anointing you, if you want an anointing on somebody else, follow them real closely. Yes, you, first of all, though, you have to be called to it. Right. Yes, you can't walk in another man's mantle if you're not called to their office. Right. Yes. But if you are called to their office, right. amen, then amen. follow. And you want something that's on somebody else, follow them very closely. Amen. Because the anointing doesn't just fall. Because whenever we read this story here uh, where Elijah went to heaven and the mantle fell. And Elisha was there to pick it up. That's See, right. but it doesn't just fall randomly wow. no, right. on whoever it falls to chooses right. to fall. It right. falls on people that follow closely. Yeah.
1: Amen. Yes, sir. Yes. And that's
0: a whole nother sermon. We're not gonna take time for that tonight. But but I, I just wanted you to write down here in Second Kings chapter number two, verses one through fifteen. But let's just start uh, verse number twelve. Uh, Well, let's start in verse number 11. It came to pass, as they still went on and talked. This is Elijah and Elisha. That, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire. Because remember, Elisha kept saying to uh, Elijah, I'm not going to leave you. Because Elijah kept saying, you stay here. He said, no, I'm not going to leave you. He was after something. And uh, as as they passed on and talked, Behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them asunder. And Elijah went up into... Uh, Up by whirlwind into heaven and Elisha saw it and he cried my father my father talking about spiritual father the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof that's angels horsemen thereof and he saw him no more and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces he took uh, up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. Because the mantle, Elijah went to heaven, but the mantle didn't, didn't go with him. Yeah. Amen. 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 The assignment on the mantle is for work in the earth. Right. Amen. 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 And so that's where that mantle is going to remain whenever a man of God goes on. Yeah. Amen. Well, I don't have time to get into that. Amen. But we'll, we'll mention a little, few things. But so he took up this uh, mantle, verse number 13, and uh, went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. Verse 14 says, He took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he was had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither and Elisha went over. Amen. Then uh, when the sons of the prophets which were to at Jericho saw him. There were many young men being prepared for ministry uh, that uh, saw this afar off. You understand that? If you read the whole account there, it mentions them a couple times in that account. One place in verse 5, it says these uh, these other young ministers said, Don't you know the Lord's going to take away your master from your head today? They were being trained up under Elijah just like Elisha was. But they weren't uh, staying close enough to get this mantle. They might have got a few things, but they didn't get what was on Elijah. In full measure. Actually in double measure. Because he said up there, if you read it back, uh, verse number 9 and 10, because Elijah stayed so close, he, he finally, Elijah said, well, what do you want? And he said, I want a double portion of thy spirit, which is another term for that, the anointing that's on you for ministry. That meant I want a double portion of that. Yeah. Yeah. He said, well, you've asked a hard thing. Well, why is it a hard thing? Because it's hard to give what you don't have. He didn't have a double portion. He just had his portion. Right. But if he had faith in God, he'd get it. And so uh, this, this mantle fell. He picked it up and the, uh, wa- he smoked the waters just like Elijah did on the way over, if you read the whole account. And the waters parted. Notice what it says in verse 15. The sons of the prophets which were to view of Jericho saw him. They said, The spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. And so the anointing, the word spirit's another term for the anointing. The anointing that was on Elijah for ministry came on Elisha. And actually if you read all the miracles that Elisha did, God did through his ministry you could say, there was twice as many recorded as what we have record of that happened in Elijah's ministry. Except one short, until he died and and buried him and then that man was thrown in there. And and he got it, double, he got it. it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah, but that's what this mantle is, tell your neighbor that's what this mantle is. <laughs> Hallelujah, uh, the man may go but the mantle stays on earth. Yeah. Amen. Praise God, now um, let, let's just uh, think about something about here because Uh, The Bible talks about, uh, in Ephesians chapter number uh, 4 verse 11, He gave some apostles and some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Isn't that right? And then Hebrews chapter number 2 verse 4, Pastor Debbie mentioned this Monday night, talks about the endowments on those ministers. He, God, God uh, bore witness with signs and wonders, diverse miracles and then He said gifts of the Holy Ghost. Signs and wonders are, are gifts of the ho- Spirit yeah, in right. manifestation. Yeah. But gifts of the Holy Ghost is a different word, it means endowments. Yeah. And it's talking about what comes on ministers to stand in their
1: office. Amen.
0: Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Now when it says in Ephesians, are you with me tonight? Yes, when it says in Ephesians, He gave some, you got to ask yourself, what is He talking about? What did He give? Some what? What did he give? Well, he gave some men, or of course women, I'm talking about men generically, uh, with, he gave these men or humans with endowments, fivefold ministry anointings and giftings with the equipment to stand in that office. Amen? If the ministry gift is resident in them, but there's their, their anointing that comes upon them. Now Paul said whenever he, Romans 1.11, he said, when I get there, I I, want to impart some spiritual gift to the end you may be established. Mark that down. If you're in Bible school, don't forget to mark these things down. Romans 1.11, that I may impart some spiritual gift. Now there was an endowment on Paul's life. There was an anointing on him to stand in ministry. Amen. An endowment of the Spirit is a mantle, you might call it. An anointing, it's a miraculous faculty. Yeah. It's something, it's the its the miraculous element of that minister's life yeah. that enables him to stand in the ministry and to function in that ministry. Yeah. Amen. Paul was imparting out of that endowment unto others. Yeah. It was from a supernatural source. Yeah. And that endowment provided equipment of the spirit from which Paul could do things that otherwise he would not be able to do. Amen. Imparting into their life to uh, strengthen them to stand and do what the God called them to do. There's just some of us, listen, to, uh, let's just rephrase that, all of us, we're not going to make it on our own. Somebody's got an anointing on their life to help us to get to where we're going. God never called any of us to be a lone ranger. I feel sorry for these people that have the idea I just don't believe in organized Christianity. Well, they don't believe the Bible then. They're out there all on their own thinking that they got everything they need from God and you're full of baloney. You need things that other people have in the body of Christ. Amen. Pardon my uh, farm boy English, but you're full of baloney. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell your neighbor, he, went, he might go ahead and preach if you'd pull stronger. Amen. So, uh, amen. And the, the, the word, uh, Paul there in Romans 111 says, uh, some spiritual gift that you might be established. If you look up the word gift, it means miraculous faculty. And it literally means endowment or the supernatural source of the equipment that flows through that mantle, and it provides a deliverance and a rescue, the Bible the, the, the Greek word says. It provides a deliverance and a rescue. Amen. It's a miraculous faculty that provides out of that mantle what the people of God need. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. There are people Amen. in my life. I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for the anointing on their life. Right.
1: Yes, sir. Yes. Uh,
0: and my faithfulness to stay connected to that. Yes, Whatever came yes, up, I, I, that was first for me, I, I, I mean nothing else is going to get in the way of that. Right. Don't try to get between me and them because, uh, yeah. you know,
1: yes, right.
0: I'm going right. to stick with them. Yes, sir. Amen. <laughs> yes, sir. Amen. But so, that's what that anointing is, it's a ministry anointing upon. And uh, when it says in Ephesians 4 He gave some apostles, some prophets and so forth, these are ministries uh, that, uh, or, or, or men or women that are anointed with these endowments, these mantles. Can you say, what, say amen? amen? So they come from the resurrected Christ, these, these anointings, these giftings. They're Christ's own provision for ministry in His church until He comes. Amen. These men and women are called of God. Amen. And as they separate themselves, these anointings will grow, will come on them and, and be stronger and stronger. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So, uh, but, but that mantle, you know, it's, it's, the, the, the type of it here is like a, an overcoat or something like that. You know, when you got, buy, buy a suit or buy uh, some clothes, yes. oftentimes, especially suits, for example, you, these outer garments, you oftentimes have to get it tailored. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes,
0: like for some reason, I always have to have my arms shorted. Because yeah. yeah. I guess the standard guy has longer arms than I do or something. And well, that doesn't surprise me too much, you know. But, <laughs> amen. And my, my, my pant legs usually, you know, they always come on un- unhemmed and stuff. So you got to get them tailored. Yeah. And the, 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 uh, the tailor, you know, measures you up and finds out how long you need and everything. And and uh, they, they tailor the garment to fit the man. Yeah. Isn't that right? Yeah. But when it comes to spiritual things, amen, that's not the way God does it. When it comes to spiritual things, in the spirit realm, the mantle does not get fitted for the man, the man gets fitted for the mantle. Okay, now if you'll help me, I'll pop the clutch tonight. The man gets fitted for the mantle, amen. That's what Paul's talking about whenever he mentioned, you know, being, uh, you know, he talks about being vessels of honor, sanctified in meat for the master's use. If a man purge himself from these things, remember, he'll be a vessel unto honor. First, this is 2 Timothy 2.21. He's talking about uh, God preparing the man for this mantle to come on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. So that's the way God does it in the spiritual realm. The mantle is not tailored or whatever you want to call it, made to fit the man, the man is made to fit the mantle. The man is measured to see if he fits, not the mantle to see if it fits the man. Amen. Rather than prepare a mantle for the man, God prepares a man for the mantle. He waits until the man fits the mantle by developing His character, yeah. Amen, the fruit of the Spirit, spiritual qualities and qualifications, yeah. so that the mantle that is going to come on Him will not be lost. Yeah. Because I'll be honest with you, a man can lose a mantle. Yeah. Somebody said, no, the Bible says the Holy Spirit will never depart from us. That's talking about within. Yeah. But you can lose the mantle upon.
1: Yeah. Yes sir. Saul proved that. Right. Yes, he did. Amen. Amen. You
0: can no longer fit. Amen. Amen. So, rather than prepare a mantle for the man, God prepares a man for the mantle and He waits until the man fits the mantle by developing his character and the spiritual qualifications that the mantle will require to put on him. He waits until the man is built right in his faith and in his spirit in order to fit into the mantle and be used by it. That's why I taught you on uh, separate, you know, called and separated before I'm teaching you about the, n- the anointing. Called, separated, and anointed. There are many that are called, but they've never separated themselves, and so they're not chosen for this anointing to come on them. Remember, many are called, few are chosen. Amen. And so uh, God will connect a man with another man Amen. who is more skilled in the mantle to help prepare him for that mantle that belongs to it. That's, right. That's what God did with Elisha. Yeah. Amen. I'm telling you, there's a lot of folks in the body of Christ who never finish their course because they wouldn't uh, hook up with somebody God told them to hook up with. Yeah. Amen. How a man responds to the man that God tells him to hook up with and connect with, determines if the mantle ever comes on him, or if it does come on him, if he's able to, to uh, keep it on him. I've watched people lose their ministry. I know people today. I know people today. They were full time ministers for a long time. Today they're they're washing windows.
1: Come on. Come on.
0: I could tell you about a man that was involved with Brother Hagin's ministry for a long time on the platform with him. Yeah. Got disconnected, got offended.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Come on, sir. Come oh. on. Hello? Yeah. Come on. Brother
0: Hagin yeah. warned him. Don't don't, yeah. don't 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 go to all those other meetings.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody
0: say, Oh, he's you know, just trying to pull people to himself. No, God had connected him yeah. with yeah. it.
1: Yeah. That's right.
0: But what last I heard, he's washing windows. Out of the ministry. How about over here, y'all still there? Amen. Praise the Lord. It's a bit serious stuff. You don't want these things to lift off of your life. Amen. So, how a man responds to the man God says to connect to determines if the will ever comes on him. <clears throat> now, I'm not trying to compare one person to another, but some people sometimes they, they, they get puzzled by things, so I'll answer a question. Somebody says, why is Brother Ike already ready to go? and why is he uh, so got mightily used to God, and so forth like that already? Cause he's stuck close.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's right. yeah. stuck. stuck close. Yeah. He's not there. He's not here every third Sunday, you know. Come on, uh, right. Right. Yeah. And he's really not just here Sunday and Wednesday. He's always yeah. helping and doing and yeah. 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 personally in our lives.
1: Yeah. Yes, Amen. I could
0: call him at three o'clock in the morning. Of course, he'd probably still be up, but. Yeah. <laughs> and say, I'm hungry, Would you? I, I, I wouldn't do this because I love him, you understand. It's not yes. my heart to do stuff like this, but I could do it. Yes, I'm hungry, We you mind going and get me a sandwich? And he'd go, sure, I'll be right there. Yep. 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 Yes, sir. And he'd be there quicker than you can say, spooky, yep. spooky. spooky.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> 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 Amen. Amen, yes sir. Somebody said, oh, that's so self-serving. I didn't say I'd do it, I said right. I could.
1: Yeah. Yes, you that's could. his heart. Yes, it yes. Is. Yes. Amen. Well,
0: anyhow. Now, um, so, praise God, tell your neighbor he's, be- he's, getting, he's preaching better because you're pulling better now. <laughs> Mantles pass through divine relationships. But it doesn't just pass because it belongs to a man as an inheritance from his spiritual father. It comes on those who allow themselves to be fitted for it by his spiritual father. Don't forsake your time of preparation. Amen. Amen. And they come where there's divine order. God likes order, if you haven't figured that out yet, then then, uh, learn it tonight. He likes order. Uh, Whenever He says, this is my will, walk ye in it, uh, it's, it's order for you to walk in that. Regardless of what your flesh likes or doesn't like. Amen. And so uh, God likes order, and things that are in order provide the means for these transfers of these anointings. Yeah. Now, I, I, we stayed real connected with Brother Hagin. We went to many of his meetings on the road after we graduated from school and were out in our full-time ministry. But, uh, you know, he'd, go, he'd be in meetings around the country. We'd get to as many of them as we could. And the Lord spoke to me after he died, and he said, You didn't get everything from Dad Hagin you were supposed to get. Well that was hard for me to hear. And He said the reason was you didn't press in enough. I mean we thought we were pressing in as much as we could. But the Lord said you didn't press in enough. And then He said this, He said now I'm connecting you with Dr. Dufresne, don't do that with Dr. Dufresne. And boy, when he went to heaven, I had the most settled peace on the inside. Now he went earlier than he should. You understand? But I'm talking about uh, as long as he was here, I had the most. Subtle. I know I had pushed in. I know I had. I wasn't lazy. I wasn't. I wasn't glolly gagging. I know I went every time he told me. To, the Lord told me to go. I know I was there. And you you notice the longer it went, the closer we got, and more we went. Well, we didn't know he was going to heaven, like that. But the Lord was helping us get everything we were supposed to get. Amen. So these things pass through these divine relationships. Hallelujah. So, uh, where there's order, things can pass. And uh, if a man disqualifies himself and the mantle falls to the ground, the assignment on that mantle remains. God begins to look for a man whose heart is consecrated to God in such a way that he's willing to get dedicate himself, listen to the purpose of that mantle Amen. so that he can put it on him. Amen. Like for example, whenever Saul, King Saul in the Old Testament uh, lost his mantle. Remember, he, he, the Bible said, God sent Samuel to him and said, you know, the Lord has, because uh, he, 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 whenever Samuel turned to go, because Samuel didn't bless him like Saul wanted him to, he turned to go and Saul grabbed a hold of his garment and said, don't leave me, don't leave me, and tore, tore it, yeah. and, and Samuel said, so has the Lord taken from you, just tore from you the, the uh, kingship. Now, basically, he's yeah. saying that and man is going, now. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Amen. Yeah,
0: Amen. Amen. And from that on Amen. time on, he was oppressed with a demonic, yes. demonic oppression. Yes, the Bible tells us that God sought a man after His own heart. He was looking for somebody. That's in 1 Samuel uh, thirteen fourteen. God looked for somebody who could, uh, who who was after God's heart. Saul was very very uh, self serving. He was very he wanted to look good in the eyes of the people. He wasn't interested in what that mantle was on him for as much as he was interested in himself.
1: All right, 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 come on. Come
0: on. God said, I'm going to find somebody that, uh, that I can put that mantle on that will serve the purpose of that mantle, which is the purpose that I have in my heart for that mantle. Oh, now how much time you got tonight? Because God put the mantle on you for, if you're called, He put that on you for a purpose. And you can abuse mantles. You can try to use a mantle for another reason and lose it. Uh, something other than what God put it on you for. Amen. Saul was given direction for his life and ministry, but he kept disobeying. There came a time he crossed the line. Not because God changed his mind about Saul, gift and calling of God without repentance. But you can't use a stubborn mule. So, Saul disqualified himself. Wasn't God changed his mind, Saul disqualified himself. Amen. And it's dangerous to come up to light and not walk in it. I said it's dangerous to come up to the plan of God. God says this is my plan, walk in this. And then turn away and and use it for your own purposes or you know. Amen. Hallelujah. So when God finds His man, it'll use the mantle for His purpose. Amen. How many of you know the anointing's not on that minister for that minister's blessing. It's on him to do something God wants him to minister to His people with. When God finds a man, use it for His purpose, He begins to prepare that man for that mantle. That, that, he might not be all, he might not think all right about it, but his heart's right. So God will start forming him and get him, get him prepared, you know, to have that mantle come on him. And then that man becomes the, uh, becomes the one who is not just called, but chosen. Hallelujah. You know, to be a blessing to people, you're going to have to have the anointing. If you're called to the ministry, you're going to have to have the anointing. You're not a, you're not a blessing by yourself. Without God in you or on you, you're not a blessing without, that, without the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, always pray, Lord, make me a blessing. Help me to be a skilled. Dr. Dufresne used to talk about that. Skilled in your anointing. Pray that way. Say, Lord, teach me about this anointing. Now I'll say this, if, if, if the, the Spirit of God comes on uh, you and and starts talking to you whether it's ministering through another man or something like that it bears witness with your spirit. I'm not talking about things that don't bear witness with your spirit, but if something's ministered to you by prophecy about a spiritual gift being imparted, that happened to Timothy, you remember. Yes. But uh, and then and then like last night there was some things spoken. Well, then go to the word and start studying that. Yes. Like if the word of knowledge is going to start operating now, now start studying the word of knowledge. Yes. 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 Find resources Amen. Yes. that are sound teaching on the word of knowledge because you got to have to develop faith to yield to that.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. 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 And become skillful in that mantle. And become skillful when to give out what God tells you and when not to give out what God tells you. When it's for you to know for your own protection and when it's for others to know. There's so much you have to learn about all these mantles in order to be skillful with them. Because the more skillful, remember, whenever Jesus said at the end, He's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well done. I mean, we ought to serve Him well. And and do it with excellence and do it with skill. Know know what we're doing and know what the mantle is on us for. And know when this mantle comes and when that mantle's not there and this anointing's here. I know the difference between the anointing when it comes on me to minister to the sick. And whenever it comes on me to prophesy. When it comes on me to see and know. I know those different mantles. And I, and I don't abuse the, 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 the mantle with going a different direction.
1: Right. Amen.
0: Amen. Does that make sense? Yes. Amen. So, uh, praise God, we're learning about these things. So the eyes of the Lord are running to and fro through the earth. He's looking for somebody that will agree with an assignment that he has on a mantle. And when he finds somebody that will agree with it and that he wants to call, he'll call them and then as they're faithful, he'll put that mantle on them. Amen. But they have to agree with the assignment of that mantle and not use it for their own purposes. Ah. Amen. Use it for the purpose God put it on him. There's not many people preaching what I'm preaching tonight. The more choice mantles are reserved for those who strive unselfishly for God's best. The Lord spoke that to me. Amen. Now go to, uh, go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. My, my, my. I might have to finish this up. Uh, I might have to finish this up in Bible school. I, I don't know if I'm going to get this done than I thought I was. But 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, and I need someone, if you, if there's somebody on the front row can give me the Amplified. I, I just looked, I thought I had brought my iPad in here, I guess I didn't. So if somebody could let me see it. 2 Corinthians 10, we're going to read verse 13 and 14. 2 Corinthians 10, 13 and 14. Is that an Amplified there, Brother Brendan? Brandon? Yes, sir. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 13 and 14. I won't even take time to read it in the King James because the Amplified it just makes it so much more clear. Verse 13 We, on the other hand, Paul's talking here, we, on the other hand, will not boast beyond our legitimate province and proper limit. Keep those terms in your mind. You might want to underline that. Legitimate province and proper limit. He's talking about the anointing on his life. Uh, But we'll keep within the limits of our commission, which God has allotted us as our measuring line and which reaches and includes even you. Now notice that, our commission, you see your commission, you're anointed for your commission. And there's only a legitimate province and proper limit to that anointing. No man today has the spirit without measure, you and I are anointed by measure. Jesus had the spirit without measure. But uh, He's saying we're not going to go or boast beyond our proper limit, our legitimate province. Uh, we're going to stay within our commission which God has allotted to us as, uh, uh, as our measuring line and which reaches and includes even you. For we are not overstepping the limits of our province, he mentioned it again, and stretching beyond our ability to reach as though God, uh, or excuse me, as though we reached not and had no legitimate mission to you. For we were the very, or excuse me, uh, we were the very first to come even as far as to you which the good, with the good news the gospel of, of Christ. So notice the term there, legitimate province, proper limit, commission. Do you see that? So basically Paul is talking about his anointing, his calling, and uh, the assignment on his life. Paul knew, listen to these things. Paul understood something as a minister. I have a boundary to my assignment. I have a measure of anointing. I'm not anointed to do everything in the body of Christ. I have limits to what I'm anointed for. And He knew if I get beyond those limits, I'm out, I, I, I'm out in a... Listen, 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 listen. I'm out in an illegitimate ministry. Huh? I'm out beyond what God called me to do. Amen. Now, uh, If you try to function beyond your legitimate province or outside the bounds of it, of your ministry and calling and anointing, you have uh, an illegitimate ministry not sanctioned by God. It's unauthorized. And it's illegal. God did not call you to do that. He called you to do what He called you to do and He called you and anointed you to do what He called you to do. I can't be an evangelist because God didn't call me to be an evangelist. Right. Yes, sir. Amen. Isn't that right? Yes,
1: sir. That's right.
0: That's right. I I love preaching, but sometimes I, unless that anointing has come on me at times, but I I just really don't preach. I teach. Yes,
1: right. sir. Yes, sir. Somebody
0: said, "Well, I wish you'd preach." Well, you got to realize I do too. Yes, sir. <laughs> but I can't. I can't do. Something, I Can't try to push into something I'm not anointed for. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. See, that's what people mean when they said you got to be you. You got to be you. What are you anointed for? Amen. Amen. So you have to stick with what you're called and anointed to do. Otherwise you're an illegitimate minister. You're unauthorized by heaven. I said you're unauthorized by heaven. So Paul knew that he had boundaries to his assignment. He had a measure of anointing. He knew his commission was specific. And he knew his authority only extended so far in the spirit, his authority, I'm talking about to function as a minister. Now I'm not talking about the authority of the believer, I'm talking about what, what realm of, of authority do you have to function in the anointing. Yes. Amen. So he knew he had a fixed portion of anointing, a degree, a limited amount of authority to operate as a minister, which, listen, which, is, uh, the, which limits the sphere or field of that Minister's activity and function. Why don't I go over to Africa and hold evangelistic crusades? Because that function is outside of my legitimate ministry.
1: good. Amen. That's good.
0: When I get that fire in my eyes, that means you better pay attention.
1: Yes, sir. Yep. Yep.
0: Brother Ike. He has some things on him. He probably might do that a little bit more than me. He'll have to be walk, work that out between him and God. But uh, God's, God's called him over there to pastor, first of all. Yeah. Right. But I know there's other things on him. So I don't, I, don't mean, I don't want you to start thinking if he starts doing a few other things, he's wrong. Because there's other things on him too. Yep. Yep. Amen. Amen. But what you're anointed to do, you've got to stick with what God called you to do.
1: Stick with it. Yeah.
0: I could go to Africa and use my anointing, my healing anointing. My prophets sign anointing, different things that are on. Right. I could go there and have huge Africa crusades. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. But I'd die prematurely. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. Come on. Because that's yeah. not what it's all me for. That's right. That's right. My anointing yeah. is to raise up ministers. Yes. 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 To prepare ministers. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. See, if
0: I get out beyond my legitimate province, that's why, you understand, that's why some ministers die prematurely. They're trying to use the anointing God put on their life for something other than what He put it on them for. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You have to understand you have a, a a you have boundaries to your assignment. If God called you to do it all, then why are the rest of us necessary? Yeah. Amen. There's boundaries to your assignment. So that bound, those boundaries, they fix or limit the sphere of your activity and function. Why don't I, why am I not busy with the activity of conducting crusades overseas? I'd look good in newsletters. I'm talking to you about things that people get into because they're trying to, trying to raise funds back here in America. Oh it looks good on a newsletter. It looks uh-huh. better than going over there and ministering. I don't know how many ministers will come this year. 100, 150 maybe, I don't know. I mean, those big crowds look better on the pictures in your newsletter than 150 people. Come on, sir. Come on. But does that mean I'm doing less? No. 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 no, it means I'm doing what God called me to do. Right. Yes, sir. And maybe more, I don't know. Yes. Yes, sir. Right. Probably more fruit that remains, I'll yes, tell you that.
1: Absolutely. Come on.
0: They'll mean on the devil tonight. Come on now. I'm sticking with my legitimate province. I'm called to be a daddy, a spiritual daddy to, to ministers and raise up ministers. Well, they go and they preach to 10,000 or however many they're going to preach to. Look at how many people we reached. Amen. 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 Brother Hagin, I don't, I, maybe, maybe there's a time I don't know about, but he only went out of the country a few times. And I don't think, to my knowledge, he never preached out of the country except one time in South Africa. And one of his spiritual sons down there. Amen. Amen. That's the only time I'm aware of. No, Well, Canada. You understand, but Canada's sort of us. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. I'm serious. It's just the truth. (laughs) They watch all our news up there and everything. It's funny when I go up there, you know, they'll talk about Fox News and all that. I'm like, y'all are Americans. That's what you are. But anyway, the point is, um, uh, Brother Hagan, he stayed in the United States, but he affected the whole world. Why did he stay in the United States? Because God didn't, his province wasn't to go over there. That's right.
1: That's right. <laughs> yes, sir.
0: But listen, it affected Nigeria big time. Big time. Big time. Big time. Missionaries would go over, they'd, tell, they'd come back to camp meeting and tell stories about, they'd go over to, they, they'd tell stories about being way back in the boonies. You know what the boonies are? Yes, sir. We don't even have boonies in the United States. I'm talking about boonies <laughs> back, boony, boony. I mean, where. <laughs> They haven't seen white skin for 14 years, you know. And it's just yeah. like, boonies back in there. Yeah. And he, he, the missionary go back in there, and he'd, go, he'd say, I want to come and meet the chief and, you know, start developing a relationship. And he was talking to him because he wanted to develop a relationship so he could have the right to come preach the gospel to his tribe, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yes, and the chief, you know, through an interpreter, was trying to understand what he was saying. Oh, you mean, you mean Jesus? And then he said, uh, wait a minute, through the interpreter. He'd go back, and he, he, he'd pull a book out of his hut. And he said, are you going to preach what this man preaches? And here's a Brother Hagin book.
1: <laughs>
0: See, Jesus told him to write those books. They went all over the world. All over the world. See, that was his legitimate province. He wasn't called to go himself. He did, he, he did though, by the books and all of that. Hallelujah. And he said, yeah, I graduated from that man's Bible school. Well, come, 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 come. <laughs> Amen. Somehow that book got way back in there. Anyway, so praise God for it. you got to stick within your, your calling and stay with what, what, what those, uh, that calling requires you to be active with. Don't do things outside of, or, or function outside of the uh, calling. You realize office in the New Testament, if you look it up it means function. Whatever your office is, that's what you're going to function in. That's right. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you getting anything out of this tonight? Outside of that sphere or calling or anointing, you have no authority or business. You're only authorized to function in it if you're if you're only authorized to function in it if he authored it. If Jesus authored it, then you're authorized to function in it. But if he didn't author, author your ministry, you're an illegitimate minister.
1: Come on now. Yeah, that's
0: right. That's uh-huh. yeah. I know that's coming across strong, but that's the way it needs to be. Now, the other scripture, I have three main texts tonight. Aren't you glad I'm getting to my text finally? John 21, 19. I want you to go over to look at that. John chapter 21, 19. I can't, I can't oh my Lord, I can't get done tonight. I'm not even f- past page one. <laughs> Aren't you glad we can come back on Sunday? Sunday night. John chapter 21. Let's look at verse 19. John 21, verse number 19. And also verse number 20. Remember, this is whenever uh, Jesus said, follow me. I mean, said, remember, this is after Jesus' resurrection. He's talking to Peter. Remember, Peter denied him three times. He got him to say, lovest thou me three times. Undo those words. <clears throat> he said, yes, I'm, I love you. And uh, so forth and so on. Then in verse nineteen, he said, "Follow me." Jesus started walking. He said, "Come, follow me. I want to talk to you. Come, follow me." Verse twenty: Peter turned about, seeing the disciples, or excuse me, the disciple whom Jesus loved, following, which was which also le- uh, leaned on his breast at supper and said, "Lord," uh, and said, "Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee?" Remember, John was who he's talking about. He he was the one that asked Jesus at the last supper, "Who's going to betray you?" Uh, and then Peter seeth John. In other words and said to Jesus, Lord, what shall this man do? Because Jesus had said to him, do you love me? Yes. Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Yes. Feed my sheep. That's that's his assignment. That's his assignment. Feed my sheep. Well, Jesus then said, come here. I on, to talk to you further. And so Jesus is walking with Peter. Peter turns around and sees John following. And he says, Jesus, what about him? You told me I'm going to feed your sheep. What's he supposed to do? Look at Jesus' answer in verse number 22. Jesus said unto him, If I will, that he tarry till I come. What is that to thee? Follow thou me. In other words, that's not your business. Another man's ministry is not your business. Amen. Your business is your business. Your business is what he told you to do. This is a bigger deal with Jesus than most of us as ministers have ever realized. A big deal with Jesus. Tell your neighbor, it's not my business what God tells you to do. And it's not your business what God tells me to do. Yeah, well, I want to be on staff. Well, somebody else is on staff, I want to be on staff. Well, maybe God's not calling you to be on staff. Maybe you'll get everything you need just sitting in the pew. And then one day the Lord will say, you're ready want you to go pastor church or whatever. Yeah. A lot of people aren't ready, they think yeah. they're ready, but you know. Come on. It took Jesus eight years to get me into the full time ministry from the time I responded to the call to go to Ramah. God talked to Paul on the road to Damascus and it took him between 10 and 13 years to get into that calling. Yeah. The anointing came on Elijah here, that mantle was thrown on Elisha and if you read the account it was somewhere between 13 and 14, 15 years between the time that God, or Elijah Elijah threw that mantle on him before he finally stood in the office of the prophet. What are we saying? It doesn't happen overnight. He's got to fit the man for the mantle. (laughs) The call might have come, but see that mantle was only a type, it wasn't the anointing. It was a type, this is what's going to come on you. Yeah. He might have sensed something momentarily, but it didn't stay on him. That's
1: right. yeah. Yeah. Come
0: on. That moment of anointing being on him made him thirsty to stick with his man of God for 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Because I want to walk in that, my goodness, when that came on me, I want to walk in that. So he did what it took to stay, to, to get it, and he got it. And he's known all over the world today. Woo! glory to God. <laughs> Now, the last verse that is my text, I'm talking about. 2 Chronicles, chapter number 26. And if this one doesn't make you crawl under the pew, I'll tell you, there's not much going to make you. (laughs) 2 Chronicles, chapter number 26. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. While you're turning there, I'll say this, your legitimate province is your office. Paul talked about his legitimate province here. It is the distribution that we talk about. It is the endowment. It also determines your job description. Every anointing has a job description. And that's a bigger deal to Jesus than most ministers have ever realized. They, God maybe might speak to them about traveling but they can't keep a full itinerary so they go to pastoring. Huh? Now if God spoke to you to go start pastoring, that's a different deal. But if you just do it because nothing else was working out, well you're, you're you're not legitimate. You might be trying to function in an area, but but God hasn't called you to that. Right. And maybe there's an anointing on your life, but that anointing is not to do what you're doing. Right. It's to do what God told you to do. Yes. Every anointing has an assignment. That's right. It has a job description. That's right. Unction has function.
1: That's right. Come on. Come on.
0: Unction has function. Come on. If you get out of your grace, you'll get out of your. your, your, your get, excuse me. If you get out of your place, you'll get out of your grace, and you'll fall flat on your face.
1: yeah right. Come on.
0: It's a big deal with Jesus, it's a big deal with Jesus, amen. So that, uh, that mantle uh, uh, that God puts on you is for a function, it's for a purpose, amen. It is your room in the Spirit. You ever heard that term, rooms of the Spirit? And it is also, it also reveals the standard by which you will be judged. No more, no less. Oh, I wish we had another hour. Oh my Jesus. We got to, we'll finish this in Bible school. I said, it reveals the standard by which you'll be judged. The Lord won't ask you, why didn't you do what somebody else did? He won't ask you that. He'll say, why didn't you do what I told you to do? I told you to do. Amen. That's the standard by which you'll be judged. No more, no less. Say, no more, no less. Amen. Jesus is the head of the church. Amen. He's over the fivefold ministries, we read that in 1 Corinthians 12, what is that? Verse number 5. Amen. There are diversities of ministries, but the same Lord. Lord, Jesus. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is over the five-fold ministry. I believe the Holy Spirit's in charge of the gifts of the Spirit, Jesus is in charge of the ministries. God's over it sir. But uh, Jesus is Lord of the ministries, and you'll give an account to him if you did with what he did uh, the right thing with what he anointed you with, Amen, Amen. It's interesting the very people that need to hear this aren't here tonight. Some people need to stay closer. Now we're all getting blessed out of this. Listen, listen, listen. But it's amazing how some people miss certain things when God puts it on my heart. Amen. That's why it's not coming out like it would have last night, but Lord, Lord, Lord was putting somebody to the test. I think. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I know you say, "Well, you're getting bold." Yeah, fivefold ministers need to get it together. Yes. Get it together. Get it together. All right. So Jesus is the head of these fivefold ministries, and He distributes to people how He wants, and He also determines the measure. I mean, actually. Uh, He has a fixed measure in mind, but they they have to qualify for that. Do things to make sure and walk in that. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, uh, He's the head of the church and He sets men in the body as it pleases Him, not as it pleases anybody else. Isn't that right? You're free from what other people think about what you're called to do. He didn't ask if it pleased your mother. He didn't ask if it pleased your wife or your husband. Some of you men, you got a wife called to the ministry, you better get it together. He didn't ask you if it pleased you. He's the head of the church.
1: <laughs>
0: well, praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, we're all happy tonight. Have you found 2 Chronicles 26? Start in verse number 16 with me. It says, this is talking about a king, one of the kings in the Old Testament named Uzziah. Uh, It says in the end of verse 15, he was marvelously helped there until he was strong. But when he was strong his heart was lifted up to his destruction for he transgressed against the Lord, his God. Somebody said, what on earth did he do? Did he commit adultery? What on earth did he transgress against the Lord about? And went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. And Azariah the priest went in after him, and with him fourscore priests. A score, what is that, 20? So that's 80 priests. Went in after him uh, of the priests of the Lord. They were valiant men. They could whoop Matt Slaymaker any day. And they withstood Uzziah the king and said unto him, Look at this, it appertaineth not unto thee, Uzziah, to burn incense unto the Lord, but to the priests, the sons of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn incense. Go out of the sanctuary, for thou hast trespassed, neither shall it be for thine honor from the Lord God. Now, we know from the Old Testament, we know God anointed kings to stand in the office of the king. God anointed priests to stand in the office of the priest. God anointed prophets to stand in the office of the prophet. Here's a man anointed in the office of the king, Uzziah, getting out of his office and trying to use, and because of pride, and trying to operate in a place that he's not anointed to function in. He's not called to function in the office of the priest. He's not called to go in and burn incense. He's not anointed for that. Amen. Amen. And the Bible calls it trespassing. And notice what it goes on to say, verse number 19. Then Uzziah was wroth, that just means he was mad, had a censer in his hand, you know that's one of those things that burns fire, in his hand to burn incense and while he was wroth with the priest, Leprosy even rose up in his forehead before the priest in the house of the Lord from before the incense altar. He was struck with leprosy right there. And Yezariah the chief priest and all the priests looked upon him, and behold, he was leprous in his forehead. And they thrust him out from thence, yea, himself hasted also to go out, because the Lord had smitten him. And Azariah, uh, I mean, excuse me, Uzziah, the king, was a leper unto the day of his death, and dwelt in a several house. That means separated from other people, because leprosy is contagious. Being a leper, for he had cut off, he was cut off from the house of the Lord. And Jatham his son, was over the king's house, judging the people of the land. Well, dear God, why didn't he repent? If he could have repented, he'd have gotten rid of that. But if you read the whole story, he died a leper. That's stubborn. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes, it, is. it said it was pride. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now you understand he, uh, Romans 12, 3 better. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Every man among you, I say to every man among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt every man the measure of faith. Somebody said that's talking about our faith. Well, it, it applies to that from other scriptures. It, it applies to all of us, God dealing to everyone's measure of faith. But look at the next verse. Verse four, five, six, down and through there, he starts to. He said, "If you have, if you're called to minister, minister according to the, the proportion of your faith. If you're called to prophesy, prophesy according to." Pro-. He's talking about what God puts on your life, and the faith He gives you to operate in different anointings. That doesn't do away with the way we preach that about God dealing every one of us the measure of faith. Because we've taught that and showed that that's not just true from that verse in Romans. That's true uh, that that's true from many, many scriptures that He's dealt to us the measure of faith. So that doesn't take anything away from the way we preach that. But you have to understand the context of the way it's preached. Not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. How many of you believe Uzziah was thinking of himself more highly than he ought to think? He thought, well, God anointed me. I can do anything with this anointing. He thought wrong. Yes,
1: he did. Come
0: on. And a lot of people thinking wrong today.
1: That's right.
0: Yes, sir. Amen. Somebody said, What's the big deal? The big deal is whenever God uh, says something, he means it. Listen to the Amplified. They opposed King Uzziah. These priests went in there and opposed him, and God stayed on their side. Another one, uh, another translation says, They confronted King Uzziah. Another translation, the Homan, they stood against King Uzziah. Uh, Stood up against Uzziah the king, another one says, now listen to the uh, Dewey rhyme. It doth not belong to thee Uzziah to burn incense to the Lord. Listen to the basic Bible in basic English. The burning of perfumes Uzziah is not your business. Well, he's anointed. What's wrong with doing the work of the Lord with the anointing? Isn't the work of the Lord the work of the Lord? Just the work of the Lord. Just go do the work of the Lord. If you're anointed, just find something to work. Just, just get busy with something. Well, you might start out that way, but the further you go, the more you have to stay, get in your assignment.
1: That,
0: amen. Amen. You can't be a jack of all trades in the body of Christ. You have to find your assignment. And do it. If it helps ministry, do it. If God sees fit to put a stronger anointing on you, or another ministry office anointing, then He will. But until that time, stay in your place. It's not your it, business. You see that? The burning of perfumes, Uzziah, is not your business. That sounds like Jesus talking to John, uh, Peter, and whatever. What about John? That's not your business. That's not your business. Amen. Your business is your business. There was a man came uh, uh, this way back when we first started this church. He, he, I don't know what his, what his problem was. He just came one day. He must not have liked something. I, I'll tell you what he probably didn't like, and that's the authority we walk in. Because of what he said, he probably didn't like the authority we walk in. And there's a lot of people like that. It's because they're not willing to stay in their place. But this man, he met me at the back door. This wasn't too long after we moved in this building. He said he just kind of scanned me and he said, I could do what you do. I thought, yeah, and you'd die too. Because the difference between me and you is God anointed me to do it and He didn't anoint you to do it. I didn't say what I thought. How many of you know that's something for ministry all, all ministers need to learn? Don't always say what you think. But the second thought I had right after that was, it's interesting you've lived in this city longer than me or Pastor Tim Horton has, and this church wasn't here until Pastor Tim Horton came here and until we came after him. So apparently you're not anointed to do what we're doing because you weren't doing what we're doing. So giving me advice about what to do, maybe you should stick your nose in your own business because maybe you're not anointed to do what you Proudly think you're anointed And I bet you he's not in any church submitting to anybody today because he's full of ugly pride. He thinks of himself more highly than he ought to think.
1: Yeah. That's right. Come on now. Come on.
0: Amen. Amen. It's not about I can do what that's wrong thinking to think I can do what any I can do what you do. Come on. I was called, anointed, I have a job description and I'm sticking in my anointing, that's why there's a blessing here. You obviously either are not called or you're not being faithful because you're not doing anything like what you say you can do. I'd love to find him today and just just prove it all out. He's not in the ministry today at all. Unless he repented. You know God God can get through to people and they can repent. Amen. It's none of your business, get back in your business. God's Word says, get out of the holy place, is what the priest said, because you have been unfaithful. Amplified, withdraw from the sanctuary, you have trespassed. That's what it is, trespassing, trying to stand in office you're not called to. It's trespassing, in God's eyes. New English translation says, leave the sanctuary, you've been disobedient. New Living Translation Study Bible says, get out of the sanctuary, you have sinned. I'm trying to give you all these words so you can put them in your spiritual crawl and smoke them. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) He calls it, he calls it none of your business. He calls it being unfaithful. He calls it trespassing. He calls it disobedient. He calls it sin. Rotherham says, you have, uh, uh, for thou hast acted unfaithful. So we've got uh, none of your business, unfaithful, trespass, disobedient, sinned. I guess unfaithful is twice there. Amen. Well, what's the sin? The sin was that he intruded into another man's office. Amen. That he was not called to and was not anointed to stand in. When you are set apart by God to an office, that and that alone is your realm of authority. Other things do not appertain to thee. That's what the word was in the King James. Remember that? Hallelujah, praise God, that's not your sphere of authority, another man's office doesn't appertain to you. These people often talk about how the devil is hindering them who try to stand in the wrong office, but it's not the devil that's causing them the trouble, they opened the door to him by being disobedient to what the anointing was on them to do. You can look across the fence and see something else that somebody else is doing and get an appetite for it if you're not careful. When we get in Bible school, we're going to spend uh, a lot more time on this. We're going to talk about why people jump the fence. Why people get into things that they're not called to do. Sometimes it's just an unrenewed mind, you know. But there's other reasons you understand. Hallelujah. Now, let's uh, uh, let's wrap this up by remembering this verse. We, we know this verse, don't have to turn there. First Corinthians 12, 1. You remember the Bible says concerning things, things concerning uh, things that pertain to the Holy Ghost is really the way the Greek says it. Matters of the Holy Ghost. I don't want you to be ignorant. What I'm preaching tonight is is uh, the things we need not be ignorant about concerning the anointing to minister.
1: Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: That's my title. I'm glad we finally got to the title of the sermon. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. Stay in your business could be another title. Stay in your business. <laughs> <laughs> in your business. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Isn't it interesting how people want to tell you how to do something whenever they're not the one God called or anointed to do it? Praise God. I, I would love to not have to make all the decisions around here. i just go, go to the ranch and putter around all day and come in and have somebody tell me what to do. Okay, fine, we'll do that. That'd be great. Wouldn't have to pray as much. You know what I'm talking about? If you think we, we take things to ourselves because we think we're all that in a bag of chips or something, you don't, know, you don't understand this, these kind of offices. That's right,
1: that's right. Yeah. If you get into these things
0: and you're like, Lord, there's responsibility here. Well anyhow, these are things that pertain to the Holy Ghost and you need to understand about this mantle that comes on ministers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not being taught many places in the body of Christ. I know of a man of God. He is a man of God. How many of you know we we recognize men of God that has prophesied to three different uh, people about political office that they would be in political office. You're the one. You're God. God anointed you for this office. Various different ones, different offices at different times. I know of three. There might be more, but I know of three. Every single one of them. Listen every single one of them, huh? you ready? Every single one of them had anointing on their life that He prophesied to. But He did not discern what that anointing was on them for. And none of them, not not any of the three of them was it for political office. There is an anointing for people to stand in political office. But all three of them were anointed to, well, one's pastor, one's prophet, another, I believe, was pastor. I don't know them as well, but I know they weren't, they weren't anointed for political office. Ministry anointings. Ministry anointings. Yes, Ministry anointings. Yes, Somebody say, what happened? None, none of the three got elected. Every single one of them. Actually, most of them crashed and burned. They didn't, they didn't just fail to get elected. They crashed and burned.
1: All three of them. Yes, sir.
0: Now, here's a man that recognized the anointing, this man that's prophesied, recognizes the anointing but doesn't recognize the different diversities of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Doesn't recognize what it's for. Just because there's an anointing doesn't mean you just go do whatever you can do. That's
1: right. yeah. 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 That's right. You got to know
0: what's, oh, my, what's the job description yes. Yes. of this anointing. Y'all out there, you gone home. Hello. Hello. None of them. None of them. All of them crashed and burned. In fact, one of them had to leave his city because uh, it was revealed he's living in sin. Huh? Uh, it's awfully quiet in here tonight, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You have to know what the job description is of an anointing. You can sense an anointing and put your own interpretation on what it is. It takes development of spirit to not miss these things. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, God may prepare a person in a lower office. because he has more actually in mind for them in a higher office, but he'll prepare them in a lower office. And that's fine. God does things like that. He did it with Paul. Paul was prepared in other offices before he really, how many would you say it was? Ten or thirteen years. Thirteen years until Paul actually got to the office of the apostle. That's really what God spoke to him from day one he was born again. Right. Well, actually was it a few days after that actually, two or three days after that. It's from the day, from right about the time he's born again, yes. till he got into what Jesus said to him the day after, a few days after he's born again. It took right. him about 13 years to get yeah. there. Yes. And he's in other, he's in ministry at most of that whole time. Yes. You know, teaching and doing different things. But he's not really in what God ultimately could see. God is preparing him in yeah. lower offices. Yeah. But it was preparation, it wasn't him being unfaithful, just God hadn't uh, qualified him yet to stand in that. So we have to understand these things, amen? Well, I, I'm, I'm about halfway down page one, I got page two, page three, page four, page five, five and a half. So, we better come back, huh? Hallelujah. Are you going to get something out of the rest of this tonight? I mean, tonight you got some things, but there's more. I said there's more. Hallelujah. The anointing on you is to determine your uh, activity. God spoke to us to come here and pastor. That determines what we spend most of our time doing. Now He's talking to us about more past- more traveling, so we have to, spend our, we have to find out how, how much time do I give to pastoring, how much time do I give to traveling. Yes, well, you pray it through. The Lord said go out once a month. So that's what we're believing for right now, Amen. Once, a Amen. once a month. Actually, this meeting is this month because <laughs> this is not pastoring. I know it's Wednesday night, but you understand. <laughs> this is still our conference. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So you have to pray these things out. You have to get the mind of God and, and uh, make sure you're given the right amount of time. <clears throat> when, when God said uh, start a daycare, <clears throat> I, I said, all right, well, we need to do it. And we, started talking to, we started talking together and everything and finding people that could do it. And one day I was thinking about it, Lord, you didn't call me here to, to run a daycare. Somebody else is going to have to do this. Yeah. And you know the whole time I was doing the believing for the money, the church had to funnel money into it to keep it running. How many, how many months was that? Finally I said, I'm, not, I'm being distracted by this, dicker. this isn't my calling. Right, right. God told me to do something. Listen, listen. God tell you to do something, but that's not your main function. Yes.
1: Yes. God
0: told Brother Hagin to start Rhema, but that wasn't his main function. His main function was a prophet to the body of Christ. Yes. Yeah. Amen. 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 <laughs> Don't let that get past you. If you're out of here, you leave here with a buzz cut, we know you didn't get that one. <laughs> Amen. He would skip Rama to do what God told him to do on the road. He'd have people fill in in school so he could do what he's supposed to do on the road. He wouldn't cut meetings out of the road so he, could, so he could teach in rhema. God called him to be the be a prophet to the body of Christ, but he told him to start Rama. Really, the reason he told him to start Rama is because another minister was supposed to do something and he didn't do it. Yes, God said, I need to raise up some ministers. Would you do it for me? He said, I'll do it. Amen. 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 Well, we're learning. <laughs> we're learning. Tell your neighbor we're learning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Say it again. Praise the Lord. There are things that you're going to determine. Your, your calling determines what you're going to spend your time doing. And uh, whenever we finally... I finally said, Lord, I'm not called here to run a daycare. I'm not called here to do this. Somebody else is going to do this. And so we had already Katie. Katie, I think you were on staff. Was there somebody else on staff at the time yet? Maybe you were it. I think you watched the babies and ran the office and did everything there at the beginning with with Pastor Debbie. But finally I said, that's it. I'm not going to do another ounce of believing for the daycare. All of it's on you. You use your faith for it. If it goes under, fine.
1: Yeah. I mean, with me, yeah.
0: I wasn't called to run it. God just that's told us right. to
1: do it. Yeah. That's right. That's right.
0: That's I'm good. not trying to be, no, I'm just saying, I just knew where I was t- yes, supposed sir. to be. Right. You know, as soon as they took it over with their faith, all of a sudden it didn't need money out of the church anymore.
1: Duh. Instantly, instantly
0: it stopped. I think it was that very first month, didn't need money out of the church anymore. In fact, started paying the debt back. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I, I like the debts paying back. If you would like more information about Pastor Jay Eberly's ministry, please visit us on Facebook at Jay Eberly Ministries. Email us at info at Ministries.org or call us at 319-366-2147. And remember, God prepares the man to fit the mantle, not the mantle to fit the man.